what will excite you and fulfill you? Will it be different than this person, even if that's your son, different than this person, different than you? Even though we may love each other, what fulfills us is not a science. It's an art. And if you don't know what's going to fulfill you, what are you doing all this for? That's Tony Robbins. And this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Monday. I appreciate you joining me today as we have Tony Robbins returning to the show to teach us the true meaning of happiness by explaining the distinction between achievement and fulfillment. Here's Tony Robbins. Enjoy. The second master lesson to an extraordinary life is the art of fulfillment. The art, jot it down, of fulfillment. What do I mean by the art of fulfillment? Success is a science. What do I do to succeed in business? There's a science. There's a set of rules. But what fulfills us is totally different. Look at this woman's glasses right here. Take a look at these glasses here. Can you see these? Can we get a camera on these glasses? These are very special glasses. No, not me, her. There they are. There's the glasses. No, look towards the camera, where the hell that is. So she has got a very special idea of these glasses. You can't really tell they're still at an angle here. My point is, these glasses, what do you think of these glasses? I think they're awesome too. I don't see anybody else with glasses like you. That's right, because these fulfill her. Other people go, what are those crazy-ass glasses she's wearing, right? right? We're all different. I'll give you an example. Steve Wynn is one of my dearest friends and one of my clients, as I said earlier, built half of Las Vegas, right? Multi-billionaire, started with less than nothing. His dad went broke, had a $400 million debt. He left college, figured out how to pay that off, keep his family above ground, and now one of the richest men in the world and very brilliant guy. And I'm having these conversations with Steve, and I'm thinking to myself, he calls me, first of all, and he says, Tony, where are you? And I'm thinking, why is he asking that? And I said, I'm in Sun Valley, Idaho. We both have vacation homes there. He goes, I'm in Sun Valley, Idaho. He goes, guess what? I said, what? He goes, it's my birthday. Aren't you going to come see me? <laughs> and I laughed. I said, of course I'm going to come see you, Steve. I didn't know you're here, but of course, love to. He goes, Tony, really, I want you to come over because he said, I gave myself a birthday gift. There is a painting that I have coveted for, I can't remember the number of years, like 18 years, I'm making it up, but almost two decades. And he goes, I've coveted it, I've wanted it, it finally came up for sale. And he said, I outbid everybody at Sotheby's for it. And he said, I paid $82 million for this painting. And I'm like, wow. So picture what you think an $82 million painting means to you. My picture was like a Rembrandt, something, you know, from, you know, that period at least, right? You know, just something gorgeous, I don't know, something religious, spiritual, something. And so I drive to his house and I got all this anticipation to see what this painting's gonna be like. Steve's such a wonderful human being, rubs me in, goes, Tom, come on, check this out. And he walks me in the room and there on the wall is this painting. Put it up on the screen so people see it. <laughs> and I looked at it and I said, I paused, I held my breath for a moment. And I said, Steve, I thought it was like the emperor's new clothes. I said, dude, it's a red orange square. <laughs> He's, no, no, it's a Rothko. 
I said, I know, but it's a red orange square, $82 million. I said, dude, give me a hundred bucks in an hour. I can do this. I promise you. (laughs) You didn't like that. I got him laughing, right? You know, but here's why I tell you the story. Because what will excite you and fulfill you will be different than this person, even if that's your son, different than this person, different than you. Even though we may love each other, what fulfills us is not a science. It's an art. And if you don't know what's going to fulfill you, what are you doing all this for? How many people do you know that achieved their ultimate goal? Have you ever done this? Ever achieved a goal and then your brain went, is this all there is? Who here has ever had this moment? Raise your hand, say I. Isn't that moment worse than failing? Because most of us in this room, if you fail, you don't fail. What do you do? You get up and just what? Try something else. You're going to keep persisting till you find it, right? But if you succeed and you're unhappy, now you're what I call technically screwed, (laughs) right? I mean, it's the worst feeling in the world because you're just not fulfilled. So every one of us needs something different to have that sense of fulfillment. But I can tell you two things that we all need to be fulfilled as principles, not as rules. Number one, we must grow. If you don't grow, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how many Academy Awards you have. It doesn't matter how many people respect you. It doesn't matter if you have four perfect children. It doesn't matter if you have so much love, you're not going to feel it. How many follow what I'm talking about here? Say I. So if we don't grow, we what? You grow or you die. If you don't grow your business, it's dying. If if your relationship's not growing, it's dying. There's no plateau. Who's with me on this here? Raise your hand. Say I. So I'll give you a perfect example of this. I feel like we lost in this country a national treasure a little bit more than two years ago. I'm talking about Robin Williams. How many of you in this room, I want you to raise your hand, not if you liked Robin Williams. Raise your hand if you loved this man. Raise your hand if you loved him. Keep your hand up nice and high if you would. Keep your hand and look at the number of people that love this man. It's 98% of the room. There's only 2% assholes in this room that didn't like Robin Williams. <laughs> I've asked this question this year in Sydney, Australia, in Tokyo, in uh, Beijing, China, in uh, South America, in Peru. I've been all over the world. I've did 16 countries this year. Every place I've asked, every place I've gone, and every language being translated, on average, 98% of people raise their hand saying they loved him. And I always say, don't raise your hand if you liked him. Now, here's my question about this incredible soul, Robin. Was he a master of the science of achievement? Yes or no? Yes or no? He had a dream to go to Hollywood and do his own TV program. How many people have that dream and how many actually get it? He did it. He had a dream to not only have his own TV show, but he was going to make it number one. And some of you are ancient enough like me to actually remember that show. What was it called? Mork and Mindy. Some of you, it's replayed enough. You still know about it, right? Number one show. Then he said, I want to have the most beautiful family. And he did it. Achieved it. Then he said, I want more money than I could ever spend. And he achieved it. Then he said, I want to make movies. And he did it. Then he said, I want to make movies. And I want to make movies. I want to win an Academy Award. Watch this. For not being funny. His primary skill. And he won an Academy Award for drama. For dramatic performance. He did all of that. And then he hung himself. How do you explain that? Now, some people say, well, he had Parkinson's, he had this, he had that. He suffered his whole life. He used alcohol, he used cocaine, he used everything he could get his hands on because he made everybody happy except whom? Himself. And he left 
a beautiful bride, wife, and children who loved him, and hundreds of millions, maybe a billion, I don't know the real number, I can only tell you anecdotally, every country I've been in, 98% of the people translated in those countries tell me they loved him, and it wasn't enough. Yes, he had Parkinson's later, he had what they call Louis bodies in his brain, but he suffered his whole life because he suffered because he made everyone happy. He never mastered the art of fulfillment. He thought it was all about the science of achievement. That's why I came by today, because you guys are masters of achievement or you wouldn't be in a room like this. And I know there's different levels of achievement, but it's all relative, right? If you're in a room like this, you're hungry, you're driven, you're some of the best, you came here because you want more. You don't settle like most people. But I'd hate to have you wake up someday. I know you're not going to hang yourself, but to have that emotion of feeling like life is not the richest experience that it could be, and it's only because you were so driven by the cultural conditioning of achievement. And I'm not suggesting don't achieve. I achieve, but I also am fulfilled. I know people that are so fulfilled. This little character over here is massively fulfilled because he knows it isn't just achievement. It's really about something bigger. He's got a mission. He's got a sense of meaning. He knows what fulfills him, and he lives it. Richard Branson is one of the most fulfilled human beings you're going to meet. It isn't because he's a multi-billionaire. He's an achievement, but his great benefit is he's fulfilled. I can't name a dozen people I've met, and I've met 10 million people, 50 million I've worked with, but 10 million people I've had these deep relationships with, and at least 50 multi-billionaires, and I couldn't name more than a half dozen that I could tell you honestly are really, truly fulfilled by their own description without bullshit. It ain't money that's going to do it for you. It's not achievement that's going to do it for you. So the best time to wake up will be now. And so this experience is what my life's work is, is to get people to experience the joy while you're here. Big thanks to Tony Robbins for stopping by. And his take-home message for us today is that in order to be truly fulfilled, we must grow. And growth doesn't come from achievement. Growth comes from the progress that we make and what fulfills us most. And as Tony said, that will look differently for everyone. For me, that is learning and being able to share all the things that I learn and being a vessel to share those things with as many people as I possibly can. So really think about it. Think about what fulfills you and make it your mission to grow as much as you possibly can from that place of fulfillment. If you'd like to connect with Tony, you can go to his website, TonyRobbins.com. That is also his Instagram and his YouTube and also the name of his podcast and his latest book, which will be released, I believe, in a few days next week, sometime next week, um, is entitled The Holy Grail of Investing. So you can pre-order that and pick that up on Amazon.com or wherever you get your books. And lastly, I got today's clip from YouTube. If you'd like to watch the entire talk, you can go there and search for Tony Robbins, How to Overcome Limiting Beliefs. And if you'd like to hear more talks with Tony Robbins, you can go to the show description and check out the past episodes that we've had him featured on the show. And I also have all the links to the ways to connect with him and his work in there as well. All right, that is a wrap for me. Thanks for being here with me today. I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later.